the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by just one of my gaming dads, but it's the birthday guy because, of course, last week... We started to celebrate your birthday. That's right. And this week, we continue the celebration. It's Gary. We're on the flip side of the birthday Happy now, birthday, yeah. Gary. How Thank are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, good. I enjoyed my birthday. I had a lot of fun. Good. I want to talk about it in just a minute. But of course, we got a special guest. Paris out on vacation Still on right vacation, now, yep. Enjoying himself. He'll be back on the show next week. But I said, you know what? Let's keep the guests rolling. You and I, we had a fun one-on-one. I think that episode was a ton of fun if you checked out last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Make sure to go watch and listen. But... I brought on a very special guest. It's Bernard Smalls, a.k.a. Beans Got Game. You're going to hear us call him Beans throughout today's show. He's a tech and video game writer for Hip Hop Wired and so much more. Beans, I know you from playing games with you, from seeing some of your reviews online with one Mr. Greg Miller. But, of course, if the kind of funny audience doesn't know who you are, if the X-Cast audience isn't aware of all the dope stuff you're doing here on planet Earth in the entertainment and video game industry... Can you give me a rundown of what the heck you do and who you are? Of course. First of all, I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Um, thanks for the invite. Um, right now, I work for I1 Digital. I'm a men's lifestyle and pop culture writer for the company. Where They own two websites I work for, Cash's Life and Hip Hop Wired. And on there, I cover you know, entertainment, video games, and tech. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's where I cut my bones and teeth. I like that. What was the last article you wrote about video games? What have you been what have you been covering lately, Beans? The last two articles I wrote about were the was the Le- LeBron James uh PS5 accessories. I know this is the Xbox show. Yeah, and yeah. of course the uh the uh TMNT uh uh controllers. I wrote about that. that was the last two articles. We're about. talking about those today, yeah. We're, yeah. we're gonna talk about those because I have the controller king here, Mr. Gary Witta on the desk. The controller, so Beans right. is gonna school us in that one. And of course, you know, we might be an Xbox podcast, but I got to give a shout out because, you know, I love the king, LeBron. OK, he's the goat. And I love when I see dope collabs like this where we're mixing two of my favorite worlds, video games and basketball. Is that a settled? I'm not a basketball guy. Is uh-huh. that a settled issue in the basketball world? No, that he's the goat. No, it is a very hotly contested issue. It is split down the middle. I believe Jordan, either it's, Jordan, MJ it's, it's Jordan and, uh, LeBron. and LeBron, right? Yeah, so. I, it is interesting. Beans, I'll bring you into this one. Does anybody else bring a third name in that's like, Truly in the conversation, right? Like, or is it always just Jordan and LeBron? No, uh, Kobe's name gets thrown in there. Kobe's name is thrown in there, uh, but it doesn't yeah. feel, it feels 50-50 as opposed to a, a three-way split with Kobe in there. Kobe's in there, but he's not, they battle these two. That's how I feel. I mean, I, again, I don't want to wade into yeah, a yeah. sports conversation because it's absolutely not my, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. topic, but I mean, I you know, remember Jordan in the in the nineties when I first yes, lived here. You know, yes, when you do. Bulls were dominating and and so forth. Oh. I I can't speak to like who's better on the court, but I mm-hmm. you know I think it's hard to imagine anyone having a, a larger cultural impact than Michael Jordan did. I mean, you know, he's just beyond like superhuman. I mean, like one of the one of the most recognizable names, not just in sport, but like in all of like. Human civilization. <laughs> who doesn't know who Michael Jordan is? Pretty amazing. I mean, and that is what LeBron James is to the next generation of kids and young adults right now. Right. He is that face. He is that name. And they did do a dope collab with PlayStation. They have the face plates. They have a controller. Not my favorite look to it all. I don't like the 
everything is earned, nothing is given mantra. Like, I, I like that as a cool saying. I don't like that written on the side of my PlayStation. No. Um, but I do like a lot of the basketball logos. I like the X's and the O's and the PlayStation sacred symbols. But not really vibing with that. But I will say, to bring it back to Xbox, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's okay. That's my first I like time seeing this it. way more than the Porsche collab Beans got game. I, got, I like this way more than this, Beans. Ooh. Interesting. I actually have the Porsche collab. I have one of those. Oh, is yeah, that within arm's one. reach? Can you show that to us in person? Do you have that? I can't. I can't pull the uh, the console, but I can show the controller. Okay. I have a controller here. Oh, I like okay. that. Uh, you like that, Gary? Okay. Why don't I have yeah, that? So I have, I, it's a great console, though. I, it looks better in person. When I saw the video at first, I wasn't really uh, taken with it. But once yeah. I got it in my hands, I was like, oh, this looks really nice. Okay. It's one of my favorites. I think my favorite custom xbox console is the uh wakanda forever one which oh. i also i have i have that one too so is that an entire is that a whole special edition ps5 they're selling or just the just the plate face plate okay him. and the, the controller correct right the controller okay. for lebron is right right now of course beans was just talking about the porsche collection with xbox they did a special 75 75 years of anniversary with mm -hmm. porsche and did that with xbox we talked about that a lot of bright colors, Gary. Just not my, up my alley. A lot of bright colors I didn't vibe with. I really love the Halo Infinite Special Collection. Oh, yeah, special. Oh, yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. was well done. I'm glad that Sony is doing more of these uh, custom controls. Yeah. Again, we talked before about how like Xbox, that's one area where Xbox is, I think, ahead of the game. Much more choice in terms of the colors and options and like mm -hmm. you know weird tie-ins and stuff you know that starfield controller is is fantastic like yes. i'm glad that they're doing obviously they're doing the spider-man 2 special edition right looks PS5, really good and then you've yes. got this little brand like, they should be doing more of that yeah well we got some fun special edition controllers to talk about in just a little bit and some big starfield news that you don't want to miss but before that mm. i want to get to know beans a little bit more and i got a fun icebreaker question for you as gary you as well gary with a logan J writes in and says beans What's a game you grew up with that you can always go back to and play again and again? Mine is Full Throttle from LucasArts and now Double Fine Games. Beans, what's a game that you can always go back to? I'm, I'm definitely going to age myself with this one, but uh, mine's was Flashback from uh, Delphine. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Flashback. I remember you know Flashback. I've yeah, never heard back it. in the day, yeah. Tell me about oh, it, Beans. What's up with game. Flashback? Yeah, yeah, what is this? It kind of reminded me like of Blade Runner. Blade Runner was a game, kind of, sort of. Uh, at, at the time, I had it on Sega Genesis, and it was just, I would rent it every single time I got the opportunity to. And uh, it was kind of hard, but I, once I finished it, I was it uh, so excited. It was one of my favorite games ever to play as a kid, man. Uh, great story. I'm uh, big on sci-fi, and it just had, it, it hit everything. It hit every single thing on the, in that game. It was really fantastic title. Same people that made Out of This World, if you remember that one. Okay. And it had this had very cool kind of rotoscoped uh, Prince of Persia-style animation, you know, 2D platform, you know, shooting, running around shooting, a little bit kind of like Impossible Mission. Yeah, yeah it was fun. That's dope. Okay, good pull right there, Beans. Yeah. Gary, what is the game that you can go back to again and again? I mean, this feels like a cop-out answer, but Tetris. Tetris. Good answer. Yeah, it's a good answer. And for, and and for me, the go-to version of that is is connected. Tetris Effect connected. Still, any because anytime you just want to scratch an itch and play a game for like 10, 15 minutes or thirty minutes, whatever, get in and out. Tetris is gonna do it. I mean, I complain every single day about Tetris because I'm so bad about it. You know that. I'm just know. so bad at it. I mean, I'm not terribly. I'm not terribly drop, good at it. I'm just good enough that I enjoy playing it. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun. Uh, you know, I had the realization recently. 
I was driving to my car, Gary and Beans, and you guys, I think Gary's going to laugh at this one because you brought it up actually last week, right? Yeah. As a kid from the 90s who grew up with an N64 but only played third-party games, there were two big standouts to me that I always loved. Okay. Of course, Conker's Bad Fur Day, uh-huh. but Gauntlet Legends. I know, I, I know you have very special memories car. with Gauntlet, Gauntlet I Legends. I was driving in the car, Gary, and it was like, it was like the That's So Raven where it zoomed into my eyeball and I snapped out of it. And I was like, oh, my God. That's why I love Diablo so much. Yeah. Because that's the evolution of it's, what Gauntlet, it's Gauntlet Legends was. with fancier mechanics. Yeah. I, never occurred to me until just weeks ago. I was like, oh, my God. And then you said it. Yeah. It's like, my mind has been blown. Yeah. I love this game so much, Gary. Gauntlet is the original dungeon crawler. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. And Gary. I go I, back farther, of course, to the original Gauntlet. <sighs> None of this crazy. legends business. That's crazy, Gary. Oh yeah, I remember the first time I saw it in an first time I saw it in an arcade, and it had four joysticks for four players. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Like that was a totally new concept <laughs> at the time. And when I realized that four different players could come together and and fight through the dungeons, it was mind blowing at the time. Take yeah. that kind of thing for granted now, but at the time it was revolutionary. That's wild, Gary. Because right now you have Gauntlet Legends, then it went Gauntlet Dark Legacy. If you remember uh-huh. that, that was on the GameCube and also arcade. Yeah, yeah. But then they they tried to remake Gauntlet. They did, that? and it kind of fell flat. Oh, Nobody yeah. really cared. Mm-hmm. Gauntlet will always have a very very special place in history, but it's one of those things that just just leave it well enough alone. Yeah, I love that game. I mean, if you think about it, in, in another universe, Diablo is what is Gauntlet now, it right? Is. That's what Gauntlet has evolved into. I'm it's lucky like to have su- it. Su- basically Gauntlet, but now with like way too many fucking mechanics. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about Diablo. As Don't well, get me started on Malignant Hearts. Mate. I see you. I, we're going to talk about it. Let's jump into the show. Of course, we have Bernard Smalls, a.k.a. Beans Got Game, with us. And we're going to talk some fun Xbox news with all of you. Because, of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and, of course, on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget, Kind of Funny is now Epic Games Partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games Store, if you're upgrading your look in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys, please consider using our epic creator code kind of funny at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way. And Gary, I want to talk about support because we've been on a roll with some really dope content here in the studio. Of course, the spare bedroom has allowed kind of funny to continue to soar to new heights and make some really awesome content. Some things that I always want to highlight the blessing show. If you haven't gone off to the YouTube playlist and checked out the blessing show, whether it be the most recent episode where he's talking about PlayStation's new vision for, of course, Games as a service, games, and having a lot of that push, or maybe just some other classic episodes that everyone loves. Please go check out the Blessing Show over on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. I think it deserves a whole lot more love. Never, there's never, never enough love for Blessing. He's, He's the, the only. I'll tell you, I'll say you this: I, the, the best thing, the, the best compliment I can give Blessing is when I walk into the Kind of Funny office. He's the only guy in the room that I'm thinking: Is he actually cooler than me? And he is he. <laughs> I think you have to say yes. <laughs> of course, we like to thank those who support us over on Patreon, whether you're on patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you all so much for your support. You could be watching ad free. You could be watching live as we record all of our incredible podcasts, or you could be our monthly Patreon producer, just like this month's July Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Thank you so much for your support. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Honey, BetterHelp, and Shady Rays. But Myself and the team will tell you about that in just a little bit. Guys, let's jump into it. And I got some dope news to start off. 
We got a brand new Xbox homepage experience now dropping on Xbox Series X and S consoles and Xbox One. So you will be seeing that either today or in the coming weeks, depending on when you refresh, when it rolls out to you and your account. But Gary and Beans, we got some new hot details about this homepage. And I think it's addressing a lot of the feedback that the players did share with Xbox and, you know, Team Microsoft of what they wanted to see out of this home experience. So starting today over the next few weeks, the Xbox X, X and S and Xbox One console owners will see the update. The new home experience is focusing on elevating ease of access for the library, Microsoft Store, Xbox Game Pass, search and settings with a brand new quick access menu located at the top center of the homepage. Also, the new homepage experience will add more space for players' personalized backgrounds with reducing tile sizes and moving them down towards the bottom of the screen. It also adds an option to have the background of your homepage match the game tile while you hover over it, just like PlayStation, but with no Oh, tile. yeah, right. So yeah. I'm give you a picture in your mind right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a new home experience being updated and rolled out right now. Beans, I'll go to you first. How does it feel? Have you seen the refresh? And what are your thoughts on it? You know, when I turned on my Xbox, um, it it's always kind of overwhelming at first. A lot of tiles and stuff like that. So it never really like resonated with me too much. But I do like this new way, this new setup. It's much more cleaner. And I do like the fact that I can see my, my dynamic my background now, which is Lilith from Diablo. So it's really nice. It's clean. It's, it's very streamlined. You know, you can get to where you want to get to quicker. And, and you know, not, instead of having to just keep pushing tiles all over the place, so I kind of like it. It's not the 360 blades, but it, it's getting there. It, it's, it feels a little good, but it, it's getting there. I, I like that they, you know, they took all the uh, complaints and they listened to the community and, and they're really making an active effort to make this a little bit more uh, user friendly. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate being thrown out the OG. 360 blades. He's going to win over the fan base. Those really were the high, the high watermark, the blades. You say the blades and people start, they get Everyone, excited. everyone they remembers the blades. <laughs> so good for you, Beans, for winning them over his right. Gary, what did you think? You saw that up on the screen in front of you as Barrett was throwing it by. What do you think about the cleaner look? Yeah, I think I have it. I remember I, I booted up my Xbox um, this morning to play a little Diablo. And I remember think, like I just went straight to the game. But I remember for a minute, I was like, wait, did, did they change something? I didn't go back and look, but I think I've got it. I like the, um, you know, it's it's evolution, not revolution, right? Just yes. small changes. Um, I've always felt that the Xbox UI is like fine, like good, not good, but not great. Like it's a little bit clunky, the different size tiles. Still some of that residue left over from the old days of um, Windows. Was it Windows 10? Which what was the one when they brought in or Windows mm. when they brought in the tiles and they tried to make everything. They tried to make Windows Phone a thing that didn't uh, happen. Yeah. But the tiles are still some of that design language is still there in the Xbox UI. Um, the quick access thing is probably going to be the most practical yes. change that they've done. Um, the, the look, uniform tile sizes, I think, are helpful. Make it look, make it look a little cleaner. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I need to spend some time with it to see if it's easier to navigate. But I think that I, the, the simple thing is going to be that, that as soon as I saw the quick access, I was like, okay, that's all I'm going to need to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I, I am very pleased with what the team has come up with. Of course, I am part of the Xbox Insider program. So I've seen them over the past couple of months roll out different updates where they have shown off kind of this cleaner look, smaller tiles, and refined it over time. And I am happy that we have kind of crossed the finish line of a new look. This team will never be done. They're going to continue to refine, redesign, and continue to push out new ones for us. But I am happy with this. There is some feedback that I have, but 
to start off on the positives, I do like that quick access menu, just like you said and Bean said, right? I think there's such an interesting part of the audience when it comes to home pages. There are those that just come to games similar to myself. I know where I'm going. I'm going to press the buttons. I'm spending zero time looking at my homepage, getting lost in the homepage because I know where I need to go yeah. and I'm not spending time. Yeah. There are those who really like the cleaner look, right? They want the tiles to be uniform. They would prefer to have less ads taking up their screen space. And of course, they want to see that cool dynamic background that they got, right? Like you got that cool Halo Master Chief background. I want to see it shine. I want to see it purr, right? Also, the idea of being able to re- arrange the different tile layouts and have different lists and different heights and where you want it to be, right? Like for me, I have my backlog catalog. I just have a list of tiles that have all the games that I just continue to put on the back burner because I know I'm never going to get to, but they're there when I turn on the t Xbox to say, hey, Mike, maybe one day you'll click on it, right? I, I actually don't spend a lot of time in the UI. Like yeah. it's usually just, you know, whatever is your most current game, that's always the first thing you can click. Mm -hmm. So you, sometimes you, like, if, I'm, if I'm just playing Diablo, then I, I don't even need to go anywhere. The Game Pass tab, sometimes the store tab. If I, it, it, my, sometimes the games and apps uh, page to like, you know, download updates and stuff. Um, but most of the time, if I want to get something done quick, I'll just press the Xbox button and bring that little panel over from the left. And I think that quick access menu at the top is meant to make that even easier. So yes. I don't usually get yeah. a lot. I don't usually go deep into the tiles of like, you know, perks and exactly. you know, Your friends and community, yeah, 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 different stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like that they give you the freedom to create that. And I think we've seen since the blades that Beans brought up, where it was very much left to right. It has felt since the Xbox One generation very up to down, right? Like we scroll downward to get to different levels of the tiles and what those things mean, right? And so. For me, it always felt like I would go in and it would either be the game you most recently played, the five games that you've been playing that are on the back burner ready to go, or then it would go Game Pass, Store, My Games and Apps, right? And you would just start clicking downward. I like that it's one easy up and then three left or rights to choose where you want to be. And the, 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 the Xbox UI up till like today or whenever it is, because it's, it's rolling out, like not everyone may have it yet. Um, it's clean, but it's also like a little bit cluttered. Like it just feels a little bit kind of like thrown on the page. When I first saw the new version, my instant thought was like, it's cleaner somehow, but I'm not sure why. And I think it's just because they just did uniform tile sizes yeah. and just lined everything up in a nice little grid to make it cleaner. And that's my exactly. only critique that I have, Beans and Gary, is I appreciate them. It feels smaller. It feels more pushed down, but it still feels like it's taking up a lot of the page, right? I think the top tile is probably hitting the 50% marker and I think everything else rests at about 40 and below which I do appreciate right it's not super high up there but when I have that sweet master chief courage dynamic background and he's helping the marine up and he's got the AR and then there's these pink needler shots coming by they're still covered by the tiles right, right? like I'm not getting mm -hmm. the full experience of this dynamic background when those needler shots are still underneath tiles and I think that's a tough game to play right like how much can you push where those tiles are now non-existent or so far down at the 10% marker or below that I really get the most out of it, right? But I do like hovering over a game and having that take over the background. I always thought that was cool and novel on the PlayStation side. And yeah, I actually like cool. this version better, though, because I don't always want... It's like when you hover over a Netflix tile. I don't want you to go straight to the preview and start playing yes. it. Like, Just let me like hover on it without showing me what it is. Mm -hmm. um, the PlayStation one is cool, but you're right. When you, when you hover over a game... 
it becomes the whole background, and it also plays some music from the game, which exactly. I don't necessarily always want. Nah, um, yeah, just give me the, at least let me turn that off. But they're they're you they're can default. turn it. Yeah, you oh, you can yeah, turn you it can off. Turn okay, it off. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. find that setting right away. Um, but I like this this version better. Like again, when you mouse you, you know, mouse over something, when you control over it, mm -hmm. you're gonna see the whole thing, but you're not necessarily being assaulted with a bunch of stuff. Well, I'm glad that we're all positive on it. I now want to shift the conversation of. What is next or what is that future desire that you want, right? Because I was on Kind of Funny Games Daily today when this news was out and I was talking with Blessing and he looked at me and goes, what else do you want, Mike? What is there? What's next? And I kind of was put back because I was like, man, this is what I want, right? I want smaller tiles. I want to be able to see the dynamic background. I want quick access. So I think they're nailing that, but there is more, right? And my question to both of you is, what is more to you? What more do you want out of this home page experience Beans, I'll put you on the spot to start us off. Do you have something more that you want out of this homepage? Um, you know, I would like if they allowed you to bring, like, slide that up instead of just having it sit there. Maybe you'd be able to bring it up and bring it down. You know, I have the option to do that instead of it just permanently fixed there. Like you mm. said, because you want to be able to experience your whole dynamic background. You want to be able to see the whole thing. And I think that's perfect. I mean, just a... Uh, uh, you know, just slide up, slide down. If you want to bring up your friends list, bring that up. You could bring that back down. You know, like kind of like the start button back in the day. You, it's just you just press on it. It comes up. It comes it goes out. Because that was revolutionary at this time, and now it's like, you know, uh, Max or uh, Max now. The bottom is just not there. You could have it just go away and come up whenever you need it. So why not do it that way instead of just having it just sit there permanently? I I, I appreciate that more. I like that, Beans. That's a fun one. Like a toggle on and off would be kind of cool on that. I am surprised we never got to the point like we see on PC homepages where you can just grab tiles and put them wherever you want on the page. Right? I am surprised that they've never done that. Right? I, I mean, I think there's a good reason why you don't. Have you ever seen people like posting, that, oh, here's my iPhone <laughs> custom wallpaper and it looks like dog shit. It's like, there's a reason why we leave this stuff to the professionals. You know? It's true, Gary. It's true. People, actually, people, people that actually understand yeah, like yeah, yeah. basic you know, UI design language. Uh -huh. um, I think it's easy to overthink this stuff. At the end of the day, you just want it to be clean and functional. Like, I just want to be able to manage, play, find my games, manage my games, get in and out. Like, yeah. I, don't, I want to be spending as little time in the UI as possible. I just want to play my games. I would like, when I sat there and thought about it, I would like to see them elevate the quote-unquote screensaver moment. Right, I feel like we've all have seen it where you haven't played it, it's on in the background, the screen goes gray, and then one third of it is cut off, and usually it's like maybe an achievement, maybe it's your right. controller, right? Right. I would like us to look at that and go, how do we elevate the screensaver thing? Right? Like, is it just my dynamic background pops up and is living and breathing? I would love that. Is it maybe the screenshots that I've taken now become a slideshow like your computer or TV? I my one thing when Blessing said that I was like, I guess sometimes when I leave it on and I look away and I come back, I go, ah, oh, man, I really just don't like the look of this screensaver item. Oh, like mode. the big, like the, the green half of the screen where yes. it's like got like achievements. You don't, yeah. Doesn't look yeah, good. Totally yeah. I, I think we yeah. could elevate that. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But good job. Shout out to the team. Of course, keep an eye on your Xbox. You will probably be getting the update. And if you haven't already, you could always restart it. That might kick on the update to roll out to all of you. And uh, we'll have some fun with a brand new homepage and see what yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and look at it when i get home to see if i if, if i actually do have it because i remember again i just went straight to diablo yeah. i was like in that second before i pressed the button i was like did they change something i think they yeah i think mm -hmm. i've got it 
Let's have some fun. Let's talk Starfield because, man, oh, man, September 6th can't come soon enough. And I am so jazzed up about this game just thinking about who I will be. That's really just around the video. corner now, isn't it? Right around the corner. Oh, yeah. And Bethesda like dropped some hot, fun stuff for us. Of course, we got not what I would call news, but we got some nice moments of Starfield that are going to make you say, dang, I can't wait for this game. There are three I don't know how you would describe this. Let's take a look. The Bethesda blog calls them. Nope. Okay. Um, I would say that Bethesda games dropped three animated short stories on YouTube right now. They're animated videos about two minute long, and they follow three different storylines within Starfield that will get you jazzed up for the game titled the settled systems. The write up from Bethesda blog says follower delivery pilot in new Atlantis seeking the exciting life of the elite, a stranded orphan looking for a way out of Akali City and two street rats struggling to survive in the underbelly of Neon. And so, Gary, I made you watch these before, and I know Beans has checked these out. Very easy, fun, I would say hype videos to get you going and get you jazzed up and kind of set the tone. Of course, the music, iconic and just slaps. The animation, a very cool art style, and no dialogue at all. Some really cool storytelling with no dialogue to get you excited and kind of put you in the cities that we're going to see along the settled system. So we do see three big cities. Of course, we go to the big capital city of the United Colonies, which is New Atlantis. That is Starfield's biggest and baddest city. It's the biggest city that Bethesda has ever made. Then you go out to the famous uh, free colonies to see Akali City, and then you go to where everybody wants to be, Neon. With those I want to be on that pla- the pleasure I, planet, right? I know you want to be on that pleasure it's planet. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to stay there. I don't care about the 10 billion other planets. <laughs> like, why would you go to another one? <laughs> just stay there. After watching it, Gary, that, Gary, I right? want that. That's right. So I want to go around the room just see what your initial thoughts are, and then we'll talk about each one because I think each one serves a different purpose on setting the tone on what these different cities really are and what they mean, and kind of the stories that could unfold within them. So, Beans, I'll go to you. What did you think of these three? Did you like? the tone setting of this animation. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, uh, like, watching, like, the Animatrix series. Uh, it kind of, the thing is, this is, when Starfield was first announced, I was one of those people that was, like, on the fence with this game, but as gradually as more news came out, and I attended the uh, the Xbox showcase, I, I sat through and watched the entire Starfield Direct. I, I, I was really sold in the game after that, and seeing this more really shows how much lore this game has and how deep this story really, really is and how much work that Todd Howard and the crew put into this game. And I, I, right now, I'm still thinking, like, how and when I'm going to play this game. How much time could I put aside for it? Do I literally have to take some time off from work for it? All kind of, because this, this game just looks like it'll never end. And it just looks like it's just so rich with a story that's just so deep and expansive. So I, I appreciated these, like, little mini stories and giving you a, maybe giving you a hint at what you can, your character, each of the, you know, the characters you can choose and play as and there's in the stories you can build on your own, your own stories. So I, I really was excited by this. And I think the more news that keeps coming out, the more impressed I am with this game and how just big and massive and expansive it is. Cause I was worried about it, but I'm no longer that worried as uh, when it was first announced. Okay. what did you think of these? You're a writer. You see these all the time. You see really cool storyboards. You see how they sell these to the public? What do you think? I thought it was all right. I wasn't blown away by them or anything. I, okay. I, not, that that anim, like, it was very kind of Japanese anime mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. 
right? And very kind of bare bones, you know, where they're trying to, you know, they, it almost felt like a little bit like they were doing it on the cheap, which to me kind of goes against, like the Starfield is like quadruple A, like all in, like God knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars he spent making and marketing this game. But this almost kind of felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like it didn't feel like super premium the way that I think that's the way they want the Starfield brand to be positioned is like super premium. They were okay. I didn't think any of the stories necessarily like, I was like, oh my God, I got to know more about that character or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't like blow me away or anything. But I think what they possibly did a good job of doing is illustrating that, you know, each story is like a different kind of way that you can come at the game. Like want to be a delivery pilot, be a delivery pilot. You want to be a Han Solo type you know, space rat, you know, do that, go be a space mercenary or whatever, or, you know, sign up for the, uh, you know, for the, for the Navy or whatever it may be. You can like go live your life, you know, any way that you want. And the game will hopefully give you the freedom to do that. So I, I think it did a good job of, of illustrating that. I'm not necessarily sure like who these are aimed at. Like mm. if you're not already sold on Starfield, I don't think these animated shorts are going to like turn you around or anything. It's not what the game looks like. It doesn't really truly in any way, like sell you on the game. Um, I think the universe is interesting, but not hasn't shown itself to be particularly unique yet. There's a lot of futuristic universes out there, whether it be you know kind of Star Trek, Mass Effect, whatever. We see these futuristic universes all the time. I'm not quite sure what is unique about Starfield's approach to that yet, and these shorts didn't necessarily uh, illustrate that. Um, and for the people that are already in, I don't think they, they, I'm already sold. Of course, I'm going to play Starfield day one. Did these hype me up for it any more than I already am? No. I don't think they were bad. I just don't, just, they didn't like wow me or anything. I like that. I, I feel like for me, it brings Starfield back into the news cycle once again. It brings me back into the excitement level once again, right? I think Bethesda and this team has done a really, really good job for me as a viewer, as a consumer, as someone who is excited for this game to kind of lull me along after the Summer game Showcase. We had some dev diaries that Todd and the team got behind and shared different mechanics of the game. I like this, right? Because we are very close to release, right? Mm -hmm. We are not that far away. What more do you want to show? Because it is a game that we don't want to show a lot of. Right. right? We want to keep it kind of mysterious and wowing. And I think this was actually a really well done way, right? You don't have to show the game. We don't have to pick apart. Is it 30 frames, 60 frames? Is it 4K, right. 1080p? No, it's just What's color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. And, 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 and that, to, to that extent, maybe that's all this really needed to do right in the in the final run-up now now you know this is the 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 crunch period where they're going to go all out with like hyping up the game right and they need to keep the the starfield at the top of the conversation the top of the news cycle like every day every week until the game releases yeah here we are talking about it right here it is so right? it succeeded exactly and then it also leaves the questions for viewers out there of we go on three different journeys and now we ask the question well are these characters in the game will i run in to one of these characters that we now saw in this, will I be inspired to maybe join the United Colonies and be what this guy was? Do I want to go off and be under the neon lights of neon and go, you know, rob people? Yeah, I mean, like, that, that, I, like I mean, that. That, 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 that did actually hype me up a little bit. Oh, wait, there's like a neon cyber, like cyber Vegas in space. Like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that was cool. So let's talk about the three, because of course I have the YouTube descriptions and then I wrote up what happened during the two minute videos. I encourage you, if you are all in on Starfield, if you want just more Starfield in your life, go watch them over on the Bethesda YouTube channel because they are very good. Let's start off with, of course, uh, Starfield, the Settled Systems, Supra et Ultra, which is above and beyond in Latin for you, Gary. Out there. Okay. Uh, in the city of New Atlantis, capital of the United Colonies, 
Kent, a courier pilot, aspires to live in the most desirable parts of the settled systems. After joining the UC Vanguard and working his way up to the capital's elite, Kent quickly realizes the adventures waiting for him off planet are what he truly longs for. And so it's about two minutes. We get to see him fly to New Atlantis and land on it. We see he's on the Junker ship. Mm-hmm. He's just a courier pilot, but he wants to be more Gary. He has that drive and that, that dream to he's be like a Disney princess. It's he's, beautiful. He's like, what's beyond the horizon? And then we also see him go out and enlist with the United Colonies, which I thought was really cool to join the Vanguard, right? And for me, I was like, okay, what is the Vanguard? Are they space police? Are they going on? And what we saw was he's going on crazy adventures getting paid for each one as they continue to get more daring and dangerous every time we saw a little ship battling out there, which I thought was cool. And I I liked that. And then I think the message at the end where he was sitting there and it seems like he's got the penthouse, he's retired, but he sees him take off and he goes, I want to go on another adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Beans, what did you think of this first one? That was interesting. I thought, um, you know, at first I like, I know his his whole career is just him being a courier, a courier. But I was like, once I saw where it went off, I was like, okay, I get it. He wanted more out of life. And again, you know, it just built up. The, you know, again, the classes that this game will give you in order to tell your own story in a game, and how however you want to just take this adventure in this game, wherever, what direction you want to go, whether you want to be a you know on the good side, or you want to be a pirate, or you want to fight piracy, or whatever you want to do, join the military. And I guess. I don't know if you can do that. Go and help conquer other worlds or whatever like that. I, I get again. I guess I get what they're trying to push in these stories is that the it's the possibilities are almost endless in that in regard. You know, whatever you want to do, you can do it. So I I guess that's what I got out of the video. Like like Gary said, you don't really need these things too much to sell yourself on this game. I guess it just to me like Gary was pointing out, it just wants to show you what each person can do or what you can be in a game and which the vanguard i think the vanguard is a playable class and what that entails so that's all i got from it pretty much let's go to the second one the settled systems where hope is built vanna on akali city an akali city orphan of the famous colony wars desperately wants to explore the stars and only one thing stands in her way a broken ship Her search for repair parts leads her throughout the city and into some unexpected danger as she closes in on her dream. I like this one, Gary. Hope. I like the idea of being kind of like lost and out there and just a junker. And then the idea of I'm going to go find that and I'm going to go out there and search the stars and have some fun. I I thought this one was pretty good. Yeah, and I think the way to look at these is not necessarily as each individual one, but look at them as a trio. And the fact the idea is they're all each one is very different from the others. And I think that's what they're trying to say is like you can have you know really different experiences depending on how you choose to kind of make your way. Do you want to make find your fortune? Do you want to you know be a bad guy? You know, it's they're all very different ways to experience this universe. And I think that's the the point that I think when they sat down to do this, they like, want to make sure that these three stories that we tell are all very feel very differentiated from one another. Yeah, and let's go to the last one because I saved the best for last, Gary, because I really think this is you. You know what I mean? The settled systems, Cyber the Vegas, and that feeds you. 
Two neon street rats, Ada and Harper, are partners in crime, eking out a living, stealing from the wealthy partygoers that mm. come to the pleasure shitty to let loose. When Did you Ada, just say pleasure shitty? <laughs> you know, they rolled together, Gary. I've said a lot today. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure shitty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. When Ada is forced into a moral dilemma, she, is, she quickly catches the attention of the all-seeing Ryujin Industries, bringing her an exciting new opportunity, but at what cost? So this is very classic cyberpunk, right? That she's kind of like mm-hmm. a street rat who ends up um, uh, winning the favor of this shadowy yeah. organization, this corporate organization, and, you know, peeling back the layers, what lies underneath, intrigue, corporate yes. intrigue. Industrial espionage. That's like if that, of the three. Like that's the experience I want to have. Yeah, I, I I knew you'd like this one, Gary. And I, I know after watching these, my mind went wild. Right, Beans, because <clears throat> there's so many ways to play. You get to you are at the center of every Bethesda universe, which is what I love the most. The player is at the center, getting to choose where their path goes. And there's there's Mike, right? There's Space Bike Mike out there. What is Space Bike Mike? But then. I also really want to be Nigel Thornberry. Of course, we got the compliments slash, you know, critiques. I remember, yeah, when yeah, you first the, got the stats, the mean that was burn. the thing, right? Yeah. So I want to now be Nigel Thornberry in space. And I watch these, and I'm like, man, what's Nigel Thornberry going to do out in space? Right? He's all about animals. He's all about the environment. But he's about doing good. Am I a vanguard? Should I enlist with the vanguard? I'm thinking I might. I mean, this is the kind of kind, the kind of game where you're going to find out a lot about yourself. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Nigel Thornberry might. Okay, so that's what I'm excited to do. I'm really pumped up for this game. And I thought these three vignettes, these mini animated short stories, were very, very well done. It got, it got in a new cycle again. It got us excited about it. Like I said, that's all they need to do is keep the game in the conversation in the mm-hmm. run-up to release. Love that. Well, let's talk about some very awesome controllers, some radical controllers coming your way right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that and then if it finds a working coupon you will find the prices drop we've saved thousands of dollars thanks to honey buying costumes props tech over the years honestly not using honey is just silly honey doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iphone too just activate it on safari on your phone and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny this episode's brought to you by shady rays take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like mike likes them shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no 
questions asked. And every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life, from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love Love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny all right gary widow you're my controller guy and i got beans here because beans and i are going to fill you in on a four pack of dope extravagant radical super fly beans give me a couple more adjectives for the turtles what, what do we like super fly cowbunga uh awesome awesome dope uh he- heroes in a half shell heroes in a half shell yeah yeah Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, here's in the half shell. Four pack of controllers that are pizza scented, Gary. Yeah, I thought this was a joke when I first heard about it. Well, guess what? They're not a joke, (laughs) Gary. We have a brand new awesome collab coming your way, of course, via Microsoft and Xbox to celebrate the brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie coming out very, very soon. And what better way to celebrate the heroes in the half shell than four brand new custom controllers now, I will give you the read, okay? Fans can enter to win the wireless controllers by following Xbox Game Pass on Twitter and retweeting the official Game Pass sweepstakes tweet. That giveaway will run from July 4th through August 13th. For the official rules, you can go check that out. For fans in NYC, you can join the celebration and check out in person the pizza-scented controllers, load up on pizza, and play in the Xbox Gaming Lounge at the Microsoft Experience Center on 5th Avenue from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern on August 2nd. But, Gary, what you need to know about this pizza-scented stuff is each controller will come with a scent diffuser that will bring that sweet, sweet smell of New York pizza to your game time. Gary, we in on these? I, 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 I would hesitate to use the term we because I feel like you and I are going to differ on this. Am I, am I in? No. You're not in on no. this? No. Well, I mean, the one, you know, you know me, I like my controllers. I've got many, many yes, Xbox you do. controllers. I've you got way them. too many. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've collected many over the years. Uh, but what these controllers have proven to me, yeah. what I didn't realize before, is that there is a line. 
You found the line. And I will not cross it. It wasn't line. the KFC Ultra Grease Proof Controller. The, the, was, there, was there a KFC Ultra Grease Proof Controller? Uh -huh. yeah, See, yeah. that I would have been interested in. I don't know how that fell, what fell off my radar. Okay. Um, no, look, I, I, first of all, I think, again, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I'm not a Turtles guy. I never have oh, been. So okay. these don't really appeal to me. Um, they look absolutely hideous. They look like somebody fucking threw up on them. Come on. Oh, okay. they look You're like, killing me. They look like hot vomit. And the and the and the, the smell thing—that's a cool gimmick. But you, you don't really want that in your house. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I probably don't want day-old pizza smell in my house. Are they actually are selling these things? <laughs> the, oh, the smell—absolutely terrible decision. But and this is something that we might be more raised on than Gary. Is it reminds me of Nickelodeon slime? Yes. Oh, the slime, the ooze, the ooze. ooze. Of course. Yeah. 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 This, I mean, cause, cause, yeah. There was a there was a whole secret to that ooze, as I recall. Beans. Um, <laughs> Um, Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 a cool. Are they? It's a gimmick. I get it. Are yeah. they selling these, or is it just no, like a just special all, promotion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Special promotion. You got to win the sweepstakes. I think. I think as as a, as a, again, all they need to do is get people talking. Yeah. Here we are. We're talking right? about it. But no, like honestly, every now and again, Microsoft or somebody will reach out to me and say, "Hey, you know, Gary, do you want to do you want the latest controller?" And I, 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 I can't. I don't ever think I've turned one down. I would. T I don't want these. I don't want them. I've been shot in the heart, Gary. Wood. I can't believe you do or Mikey no, and Leo Gary. like that. Why Rath. would you want the smell of pizza, but <laughs> not actual pizza? Like, if I you want, like, <laughs> why not just order some pizza? You get the smell, and you get to eat. Gary, the pizza. you're talking to a man that bought a controller jacket for his Xbox controller. Of I do. Yeah. I, I mean, there are again, there are people that will buy literally anything, and this is aimed at that market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for me. Beans, you covered it. You talked about it in your article. What are your thoughts on the pizza-scented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collab? Well, uh, before I go, I just wanted to point out that that movie was excellent, by the way. The cartoon was amazing. Um, the, uh, there's two versions I like. This. There's two different reactions. My younger self, who was a huge Ninja Turtles fan back in like the early 80s, late 80s, early 90s, that, I would totally want these controllers. Me now, no. I'm with Gary on that. I don't want that controller. Yeah, I, I think I if you're like 12 or living in the 90s, these controllers look very. I cool. mean, Mike is both of those things <laughs> yeah, currently in 2023 right now. Is unbelievable. I love it. I you love know? that each turtle has their own unique controller. I love that their faces are on there. I really like the animation style of this new movie. Oh, I'd say that. that I that, I found that to be the biggest turn. Like I could barely sit through the trailer. Oh. It's clear to me oh. that they're trying to do like a Spider Verse thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't. It didn't, didn't work for me. And an, an animation style is obviously a very subjective thing. Yeah, I know a lot of people that think it looks cool. I couldn't sit through it. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Each one on the right hand side, depending on how the controller's oriented, will have the face of the turtle, and then on the other side, will have their name written all cool, like graffiti style. I mean, of course. And how does the diffuser yeah. thing work? What is the, how does that actually, what's the technology at work? Well, you there? know, people that go to the New York meetup in the Xbox Game Lounge will probably tell us, but it looks <laughs> like it's on the back of the controller. We'll hold on to it. It's a large pizza slice as well, but it looks like it can be taken off as well because people were playing with yeah, it without it. you can take it, it off. Do you remember, do you remember you the old um, days of scratch and sniff? Yeah. Remember scratch yeah, yeah. and sniff? Uh -huh. Now, obviously, it's gone. It's gone to like, is it powered? Does the, the, I hope that there's the a control fan in there, Gary. Well, that's the thing. Like, is it powered? Pizza Because, like, a, a lot of these times, it's like, you know, like, it's like the, it's like the glade thing. You plug into your yeah, yeah, power yeah. outlet, like, it warms up the oil, the scented oil. Is that what's going on? I don't know. It's, it's, like, how, like, it's how like far down the rabbit it's like hole your controllers, are they gone? 
It's like the control is vaping almost. Yeah. Pizza smoke at you, man. Pete, do you remember the kid at the beginning of the Xbox Series X when he blew the vape into the Xbox Series X and everybody was like, <laughs> ah, it's on fire now, y'all. And we had to ask Alana if the console actually caught fire. And she's like, no, it's not that hot. I don't. I'm still. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they actually had to like put out a tweet or something about that. Like, do not blow smoke into don't your Xbox. Don't vape into series your X Xbox. Because they is, try to make it seem like the thing was smoking. This is yeah. why we can't have nice things. That's why you can't have nice things. <laughs> Beans, are you in on this or not? You're you're fully out on this one. Yeah, I, it's oh. not a controller I would want. Okay, I can say right. that. If they like offered to give me one, I'll take it. I'll, okay. I'll take it. But it's nothing I will go out searching for. Like I won't like want it. No, no, no. Are you a teenage mutant ninja turtle guy, Beans? And do you have a favorite turtle? It's really one I want to know. I've been a turtle fan all my life, and my favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. I know it's a little corny, but that's my guy. Leo, he's the leader. He's a strong leader. No, isn't Raphael the leader? Uh, he's kind of a brute, and he's like, you know, he they pushes. did that later on. They kind of yeah. pushed that idea later on. That he was because like I remember the, the song. Because I remember, I remember the old movie. I remember Total Power. Raphael, yeah. he's the leader of the group transformed from the norm by the nuclear oop. Oh, and you're, and you're telling me you don't want these controllers out there spitting that at? Yeah. Forget Mike. Mars. Remember the words of your teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster. <laughs> You're amazing. Game that you turtles peaked back. There's never going to get any better than partners in crime doing turtle power. This podcast Yo, might not ever get better than right now. T U R T L E power. Yo. Oh yeah. Come on, it peaked. That's when it peaked. Big Daddy Kane bars, man. I'm. And then after that, it was Vanilla Ice, and it was all downhill. Oh. Amazing, Gary. You guys are the best, you two. You didn't like the Ninja Rap, Gary? I mean, I like it. I, I like it as I, I, I never saw the whole movie, yeah. but you know, I've, I've, I've go ninja, go ninja, go. I've seen the clips, you know. I, I, again, I lost, I lost track of the turtles after the nineties. Yeah, I grew up. Interesting. You grew up. I grew up. Well, I, I lost the inner this. child that would, that would, that loved the pizza eating turtles. <laughs> You're the best. Well, you can go keep an eye on that. You can win that sweepstakes and get some pizza scented controllers in your life. Uh, we have another fun story. You got more options here on Xbox. And, of course, Tom Warren over at The Verge has alerted all of us that Xbox owners in the U.S. will be able to use Venmo as a payment option at the Microsoft Store. You'll be able to buy games, movies, TV shows, and apps on the Xbox Store along with Game Pass subscriptions with Venmo. So a new option for you to use when you're purchasing any item off of your Xbox that you might like. So you got your credit card out there. You got Venmo now. What do you think about that, Beans? You happy with more options? Yeah, more options to get my money. Absolutely. I'm always with that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Gets it. Beans gets it. <laughs> it's weird how many options there are. I, when I buy a game on the Xbox store, I just it's just tied to my credit card. Correct. When my wife buys one on her account, it's tied to her. I don't know how this even works, but it's tied to her Verizon account. So they just bill her oh. when the cell phone bill comes. Like oh. she's bought an Xbox game. It's billed to her Verizon. Get out of I don't know how that even works, but apparently it does. Check that out. You know, look. We're all going to be using X in a couple of years yeah, anyway, scan, right? Yeah, Elon Musk is going to be controlling the world's financial system. <laughs> so we'll look, yeah, everything's just going to be paying X. That apparently is the future that awaits us. Uh -huh. um, so, I mean, this will do until then. Yeah, this will do. Yeah. Okay. This I'm, is what I want is someone to put a chip in my brain and then have access to my bank accounts. I love more options. I love when I go onto my Steam and it's tied to my PayPal account so I don't have to bust out my wallet right. and find my credit card. I like the ease of access. And, of course, more options, right? That's what Xbox has been preaching for a long time now is giving players the option to meet them wherever they want to be.
And Listen, so one thing that companies will always be good at doing is coming up with new ways for you to give them your money. Uh, Bean said it so well. Another option to take my money. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, let's talk about another thing that you love, Gary. Yep. Diablo 4. Okay. Season 1. Yeah. It's been a full week since it's launched now. What are your thoughts so far on this brand new season? I've been playing it. I have a level 30-something rogue. Oh, you're getting after it. I had a, I've got an 80-something sorcerer, which is on the eternal realm. Okay. And over on the seasonal realm, because, yes. you know, they, they split them up. Smart. I rolled a new character. I rolled a rogue. Um, and I've got him up into the 30s. And I've got a handle on the, the new features that they've added. Um, I'm a little bit underwhelmed. I'm not sold on it yet. Okay, and what what is what's not warming you up, Gary? What's not getting you excited? Is it the new way to play with the new malignant hearts? Is it just not wowing? Is it restarting a character? You know, you don't have to go through the campaign. You kind of have to start from the beginning. But like, what's not grabbing you right here? I mean, the most fun thing for me was actually the thing that when I first heard about it, I was most unsure about, which is why well, I've got to roll a new character. Yeah. But I've actually enjoyed doing that because I'm learning. I, my sorcerer, I know very. I know how to play my sorcerer. I, I I'm good at the sorcerer, but with a with a rogue, it's obviously a different skill tree. I'm 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 learning to play a new character. It's a very different play style. I'm I'm learning cool new tricks and ways to play. Oh, let me put some points over into this skill tree. And oh, that this is cool. Like just playing a new character is fun. But I could have done that. I could have rolled a new character on the on the eternal realm. Yeah. So that doesn't so that doesn't necessarily bring anything to it. There is a new quest line, a new main story quest. But yeah. Again, I've, as I've said before, I don't particularly care about the Diablo story, mm -hmm. so that doesn't add much for me. And then the big new thing, which are these malignant hearts, are essentially just like a more complicated version of the gems system. They are things that you can get and socket into your items, and they'll give you bonuses based on what hearts they are. But the system for kind of farming them and then uh, uh, upgrading them and salvaging them and making new ones, it's, it's very... It, it's very, I was trying to explain, I was playing with Felicia and Adam last night and they were, I was trying to explain to them how it works because I was the one that, with the most playtime, like figuring it out. And it's, I think it's needlessly complicated. Oh. Like they've just, it's just another level of kind of obfuscation and I don't really know what it adds other than it's just, it's like gems plus basically. Okay, there's a, a new kind of socket. I don't know, it's not that exciting. Okay, I'm Have not seeing the new boss. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not far enough into the story yet. Okay. Do you, any new enemies? Malignant enemies? Well, so there are, there's this new thing called malignant tunnels, okay. which is basically a new kind of dungeon. Yep. And essentially, when you go into a malignant tunnel, you, there are certain kinds of beasts that will drop these malignant hearts, and those are things that can be... They're essentially gems that can be socketed into, into certain items. Um, and there's three different types. There's devious, vicious, and brutal. Oh, and wrathful, which are like the super powerful ones. Um, and those, again, it's just simple, like, you know, it just confers an extra bonus. Like it'll, it'll give you like an extra ability or it'll plus up damage or whatever, you know, there's a million different things that they can do. Um, but then there's like a whole, yeah, there's, there, there are these invokers, which are these things that you can use to kind of like summon malignant beasts to fight them and they'll drop more hearts. And then you, but if you don't like the hearts you've got, you can salvage them into malignant ichor. A malignant ichor is like the component bits that can then be used to craft new ones, like, I don't know. It, 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 is it additive? Is it is it is it enough of a thing to to hang a whole season on? I don't know. I mean, it, it's free content. I got the premium battle pass because I had the ultimate edition. 
the battle pass also i've never been less excited to unlock no. tears on no. a battle pass because it's all just shitty cosmetics yeah. that no one's even going to notice like the way the, 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 the silly thing about it is the way that diablo is set up the character is so small on the screen you know again unless apart from when you're actually on your like your character page which only you are ever going to see all of the cosmetics you barely even see them like i i don't even know like why i'm bothering to customize my character when I'm in the middle of a... Like, people are running by me. I don't know what they look like. I go, oh, that's a cool helmet. The helmet's like this big. <laughs> what what am I showing off to you? True. I mean, you can zoom in. So you I can, do but no one's doing but, like, that. No one's zooming that in. The of game no thing. one is know, zooming in. I know, I know. So I don't know. I think there's, I, I'm still enjoying it. I feel like I'm hitting the ceiling a little bit in terms of like I'm just doing the same shit over and over now. Yeah. That, that, that classic kind of end game dilemma where you're starting to feel like I've hit the ceiling of the content and there's not much left me to do that's new so i mean i credit to blizzard season one i think has arrived at just right as everyone's kind of hitting max level and going what's next here's something else to do but it's not super exciting i think the seasonal stuff is you know there'll be season there'll, there'll be more of these seasons and maybe each season will be predicated on a different mechanic like malignant hearts and the mechanic for this one and then this season two will have some other gimmick yes um but i feel like the 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 Next thing to be really excited about would be the, would the, would be the first major expansion, like a paid expansion mm -hmm. with like mm -hmm. a whole new campaign. and like, That would be big. You know, like probably a new class and like stuff that actually feels like it's, oh, this has like brought something fresh to the game. Like I've been playing season one for less than a week and I'm already, I'm already kind of over it. It's not super exciting. Okay. I have more questions for you, but I want to get Beans involved. Beans, have you been playing Diablo 4? What are your thoughts so far in the game or season one if you've been playing? I have not started season one yet. I'm still like <laughs> playing the regular the regular uh, adventure here. I, uh, I've been the game is pretty long. I've been like my thing is I get so caught up in like the side stuff. I never I keep forgetting to focus on the main story. My character's above level fifty now. I know that I'm a druid above level fifty. I I know I just unlocked all the animal spirits. I just did that. I'm trying to knock out like all the other. Uh, I forgot what they call those areas with the red skull over it. I'm trying to knock those all the out. The strongholds? Too. The strongholds. There you go. I got one more stronghold left. Um, I like it. It's my first Diablo experience. This is the first Diablo game I ever played. And, like, I was hooked the minute I got uh, part, took part in the beta. And then, like, when I got my review key, it was, like, all systems go. I could not stop playing that game. So I could think about. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is like the grind to level up after fifty can be a little annoying for some. Yeah, and they just, just made that worse like, as well. Oh, it is painful. It's it's so painful looking at that bar just slowly creeping up, and it's yeah. just like okay. But um, like Gary said, the story is not really something that uh is intrigued. But I do like the lore a little bit. I do like Lilith. I I love that character. I think that character Lilith is cool. I, like always. Um, Badass. I want to get into this new season though. I'm not. I, I appreciate that it uh, instead of going on with the character you have, it makes you play as someone else. So I might, because I really like playing with the druids. I that's why I played the beta with. So that's why I jumped back into the game to review uh, code with it. But um, I'm looking at you know when I once I get to that once I beat the main story finally. I'm going to hop into it, see what uh, another character like a rogue or the, what's the other one? A sorcerer is like, see what it's like. I heard the sorcerer got nerfed or something. Yeah, I heard something, but I, I don't know. I haven't, no, I haven't played enough yeah, since post-patch to really uh, notice it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. One of the nice things actually about rolling a new character was 
um, as Bean says, you get to a point where like, you know, each level obviously is more XP than the last to level yeah. up, as it always has been. They just nerfed XP to make it even harder. I'm at level 80. I can't even remember the last time I dinged. Like, it's been a while, because you've got to play a lot to, to, to creep up each level, right? And it's mm. getting harder and harder. The nice thing about going back to a level one character is you're dinging all the time, and every piece of gear you get is an improvement. You go, oh, new... These are better, these are better, these are better. You're swapping out gear all the yeah. time. Uh -huh. And then as you get as you progress and you get better gear and better gear and get higher level, that happens less and less. Like on my like just yesterday on my rogue, which is like level 30, like three pieces of gear dropped for me or like a big upgrade, and I felt really good about it. On my sorcerer, which is like like level 80 plus, like I can't remember the last time a piece of gear dropped for me that was mm. better than what I already have. Yeah. You know, it's it's fewer that's that's cool though, because when something does drop, you go, ooh, an upgrade. Like that's exciting because it's been a while. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm hitting the ceiling a little bit. And I don't know about this seasonal stuff. Like, I was excited about season one because I wanted to play a rogue anyway. And this is my opportunity to do that. Yeah. But there aren't, I'm not particularly excited about playing a druid or a necromancer or even a barbarian. Like, when season three comes or season two comes along, now I've got to roll another one. I'm less excited to do that because I don't really want to play those other classes mm. as much. And I don't know. I feel like. Like I said, the expansion and like, there's like a Blood Knight class that they've been introducing Diablo Immortal that may be coming to Diablo 4. Like a whole new class might be, I, I feel like it's going to need something bigger because I'm very, and I'm, I'm not even one of these hardcore min-maxers that's like complaining, Talk you know, one of these that, people bro. that like burns through content. But like, even as like, I would say like a semi, somewhere between casual and hardcore player, like I'm playing a lot, but I'm not like, you know, going nuts over every yes. you know, point of experience. Um... I, I can already feel myself like I'm feel myself running out of things to do. Yeah. Even with the, even with the seasonal stuff because the malignant hearts, it ain't that big of a deal. They're just fancy gems, and uh, that's not that exciting. It's not what I want to hear, Gary. And yeah. I think that's the tough part for me as someone who played a lot of Diablo three, and they started introducing the seasons. Right. The seasons never captured me then and there. Right. I was always give me the big expansion. Show me why I got to come back. Give me something bigger, something meaty to jump into. I never got behind the seasons. And when I saw this, it just didn't pique my interest. It didn't get me excited, right? And hearing you say that kind of stuff doesn't make me want to turn on for a, a different, smaller play style with these hearts. The, um, the one area that I think where there might be some potential for the game to, to have a lot of uh, enduring appeal is that which one area I haven't touched yet, which is PvP. Yeah. So I want to hit max level before I try any PvP. But the PvP oh. zones are kind of fun because it's, it's, it's built around, you know, the, what has been the hot thing in PvP for a while now, which is extraction, right? You collect yes. these things, you kill enemies, you, kill, you collect these things called aberrant cinders, but then you have to take them to like an extraction point. And when you, and, and when you, when you extract those cinders, everyone gets alerted to the fact that you're doing that at this location. So people are going to descend upon you. Remember, remember in uh, The Division? When you used to used vision, to extract, yeah. that yes, used to be so much the dark fun. Zone, waiting for that yeah. chopper to come in, but like all these players are like coming in to try and get you and steal your gear, and getting that stuff hooked onto the chopper and getting it out in time was like so much fun. And that became like you know Tarkov. There's a whole genre of like extraction-based um, uh, PV, PvP games. Yes, now. and Diablo has gone in that, gone in that direction. And I feel like that could be fun once I get my my teeth into it, but I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Well, I like giving you I like you giving me the season one rundown. Uh, I like hearing your impressions, and let's find out how you feel throughout the season if you can. Continue yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Fall. Yeah, I want to. I'm telling you, we'll most of, uh, most of my fun at this point is coming from that artificial boost of playing with yes. friends. If I were playing solo, I mm. probably would have moved on by now. Really? Yeah, but okay. playing playing with a group is always a fun multiplier. You just chop yeah. it up, have yeah. some fun. I like that. Beans, we're gonna conclude this week's X Cast, but I want to thank you 
for joining me and Gary. You have been incredible. Thank you for bringing your knowledge and fun and chopping it up with me and Gary on a lovely Wednesday. Of course, Beans, where can all of the Kind of Funny X cast and Kind of Funny Best Friends audience find you? What dope stuff do you got in the pipeline that you can share with us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Beans Got Games with a Z at the end, not an S. Um, right now, work is kind of dry because of the whole ongoing strike as far as entertainment work is concerned. And I'm with you, Gary, all the way on that. Um, right now, uh, you can find all my work on hiphopwire.com and my other website, cashislife.com. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. Um, it was a pleasure being here, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure being part of this conversation with you and Gary. And big fans of you guys. So, of course, I'm a kind of funny best friends. And uh, I met you guys out in Los Angeles. And I just want to say, when you guys entered the building, the energy in that place changed completely. I, you guys are rock stars out there. I want to say that right now. You guys are rock stars, bro. So That's it's, Gary uh, Witter. The, well, the energy also changes when I enter the building. Gary Witter, you, you got the energy. <laughs> bring the energy Gary, down. Bring the, we're going to bring down. the energy to a big dinner together, you and I, right now. <laughs> Show up and immediately start complaining about how it's too loud. Oh, yeah, we're going to uh, Benihana. We're going to Benihana. It's my first time ever going to a Benihana Beans. It's going to be fun. Mike, you're going to love it, Mike. I'm telling you. Make you that, they're going to make that fried onion volcano for you. They're going to do it <laughs> you all. Think I'm love you. All right, Beans. Well, I'm going to be contacting you first to tell you if I love <laughs> it or I not. I guarantee by tomorrow <laughs> afternoon, Mike will have posted 10 different videos of his, his experience <laughs> Honestly, tonight with Benihana. All, all you're going to hear about him from him tomorrow is, is Benihana, Benny. I can't yeah. wait to talk about it. Of course, I want to give a big thank you to Bernard Smalls, a.k.a. Beans Got Game, for joining us. You are incredible. Thank you so much for filling in for Paris. Thank you for joining us for this week. Kind of funny, best friends. Y'all have seen him before. Y'all know it. Go check out all the work. Go support him, and uh, he will definitely be back again. Gary, another week down. We'll be back next week with one Paris Lily after vacation. We'll catch up with the two gaming dads, and onward and upward for more Xbox fun. Until then, goodbye, gamers.